Welcome into the Highly Undisputed Sports Podcast. I'm Andrew here with my co-host Garrett. Today we got an exciting episode for you guys. We are talking about the European Super League for a little bit. And then we have our mock drafts, our legitimate mock drafts. This is what we think the teams will do, not what we would do. So it should be fun for you guys. And then maybe at the end a little bit of NBA talk. But it should be fun. Yeah, uh, before we get started, just want to say thank you to all the listeners out there. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars and leave your comments. Follow us on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. Send us your questions, sports-related or not, to HighlyUndisputed247 at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 315-752-6042. We really look forward to getting some of those. Um you want to get us started? We're, we're going to jump right into now. the Super League here. Is that, that what you want to do first? Yeah. Um, so just a little disclaimer for everybody. We, we are talking about soccer. If you don't care to learn or know anything about soccer, you can use the timestamps in the description to skip ahead. But I, I feel like a lot of people are going to skip yes. this, and that's fine. I just I really want to discuss this in case there's anybody that cares. If you really don't want to listen, I understand soccer isn't the most exciting sport to most people, but it's very interesting, and it, it compares to something that could happen in other sports one day. So, do you want to explain the gist of what has happened? Yeah, so I'm going to guess that most of you guys heard about this on the news. Basically, the major European soccer clubs were going to form a Super League. Now, this is something that's been talked about since, like, 1993, but it's never been, like, followed through on. You have the list of teams in front of you, right? Yeah. I, I don't have all of them. Uh, I know that it was from the, uh, from the Premier League. We had Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Tottenham, and Arsenal. And then there was Barcelona, yeah. Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, yeah, and then Inter Milan, AC Milan, and Juventus. Right, Correct. that's all. That's all of them. I yeah, just twelve. Okay. And the, the thing is, it's not like it was. It was supposed. It was advertised as the top twelve teams in the world, but that's not the no, case. not the case at all. But it is the top twelve. It's twelve of the top thirteen money making teams in Europe. Yeah, uh, 11 of the 12 are in the top 13 of wealthiest clubs or soccer clubs in in the world. It's literally it was never about skill, it was always about the money. It was so that the teams could make more money, keep the wealth amongst themselves, and it's a definite thing for them. There's no relegation, which for the people that don't know European soccer, there are five English leagues. There's three Italians and two Spanish leagues. So the, the bottom three of each league get relegated to the lower tier and the top three of each league get upgraded or, or I, forget, I, I, I can't remember whatever what the, the word is, yeah. but you get you get moved up to the, the top uh, up until you get to the top league, which is the Premier League, the La Liga. And I think it's just uh, League One. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, bas- I mean, basically what this does is it gets rid of revenue sharing. And if you're a team that makes a lot of money, a professional sports team, you hate revenue sharing because yeah and i'll use like an american i'll just i'll use american teams so basically if you look at major league baseball because that's the one where it's most prevalent here in the states the the yankees make the most money okay whatever the yankees number is i think it's like 1. something billion dollars that's what they make a year and you know let's take the miami marlins that's they don't make a lot of money they're a pretty poor club as far as you know what their total revenue is at the end of the season, the money they bring in, basically the Yankees make so much, and what they have to do is send that money to other teams so that other teams can continue to be in the league. Well, what ends up happening is you get a situation like in 2003 when the Marlins beat the Yankees in the World Series and the Yankees paid them like $47 million to do so. So if you're a rich team 
why would you want to give your money to another team that you're basically propping up? And if you look at two of the owners that really, really, really pushed for this in this league, Stan Kroenke and John Henry. Yeah. Two American guys that own American sports teams that own two of the more prevalent American sports teams in, you know, what in, in the sport that they play. Yeah. And you can better believe that John Henry absolutely hates revenue sharing. Yeah. He owns the Red Sox. You really think that he wants to give, you know, however much money he has to give to the Tampa Bay Rays every single year? Yeah. Hates it. And the thing is, is like they did this even after all the FIFA controversy four years ago, five years ago. I think it was it's been longer than that. Yeah. I think it's been like seven. Yeah, maybe, it's but been a while so since that for happened. For those of you that don't know, the, the FIFA basically sold the the location of the World Cup, actually next year's World Cup, so it went to Qatar. So they basically were just bought out by the rich. They used oil money to buy out the spot just so that Qatar could get the revenue from the World Cup being there and build themselves up as being even more rich. And then that's happened with two clubs, actually. Uh, I believe Man City and Tottenham yeah, are Tottenham. owned by the oil refineries as well out of the Qatar. So it's literally not about skill, and that's what it was advertised as, is that we're going to have the best games in the middle of the week on top of the Premier League games and the Champions League games. And I know I'm talking a lot for the people that don't know about soccer, but it, it, the Champions League is the, the, the best tournament that's not country-based. And then the Premier League is the best European or the best English league. Best European League, actually, I'll say that with ease. So they want to get out of all of those sanctions, and they want to have money amongst themselves, control it amongst themselves. And UEFA, which is the the corporation that runs the Champions League, and FIFA, who runs World Cup and all of the international games, said, no, you're not going to do that, because if you do that, you can't play in our sanctioned tournaments. Which is bullshit, as far as I'm concerned. Because that's just FIFA being greedy in and of itself because they they know that those successful clubs are what draw people to watch those games. Yeah. Like, okay, the Champions League last year, didn't Porto win it? Yes. Porto won it. Okay, do you really think that that's what UEFA really wanted? No, that's not what UEFA wanted. UEFA wants Barcelona versus Manchester United every single year. In the Champions League final. Oh, no, Bayern won it. My bad. Bayern won it. Oh, Porto Porto came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um... I'm sorry. I have, I'm out of Champions League. I do not watch that as much as I used to. Um, I just knew that they went far. But even still, like, and, and Bayern wasn't one of these teams that did that. And, yeah. you know, Bayern's, they're the best team in Germany. And for but those of you who don't know, Bayern is a German team. And then they're the they're probably top five team. And then the one other one that's prominent that didn't do it is PSG, Paris Saint-Germain. They're a French team. Those are two prominent teams that decided against it, which good for them. They're smart. I See, I don't think it's they're smart. I think it's more or less... They might not be as greedy, but I mean, it's a good idea. I actually like the idea of it because if you can tell me that I have those 12 teams at all times and they're playing against, like, wouldn't you like to watch once a week, like once every four weeks you get to watch Barcelona versus Man City? Yeah, I would love to see El Clasico, which is Barcelona and Real Madrid. More. Every single week. That's why when I told you, I said I'm 95% against this and 5% for this. I'm a lot more for this. The thing is, though, it, it kills... The, the game, the love of the game itself, Why? and the history of the individual teams. what Because what are they playing for? The Super League Championship. No, because they are going, if, if they had the Super League, Premier League ratings are going to drop. Why? Why would they drop? Because they aren't going to be allowed to play in the Premier League. Okay, but that's not, that's not their fault. That's the Premier League and yeah, but FIFA they were, and they were, they were going through with it, even though those warnings. They, so, 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 okay, well, this is, where, this is where I disagree with you, because I think it's, I, like I just said, I think it's BS that 
you know, FIFA and UEFA and the Premier League have such a monopoly on these, you know, on these leagues and on these these tournaments that a group of teams that make the most money for those organ- those organizations. Don't tell me that those organizations don't profit massively off of those teams. They do. Yeah, they do. Those teams decided we want a chance to make more money for ourselves. We want to do this midweek and do it our way. And those organizations said, no, you can't do that. We won't allow your players to play in the World Cup if they if they do this. But the thing is, is like, I get it, but those teams, those teams are prominent because of the Premier League. They built themselves up. Who are they to say, hey, I'm going to flee the Premier League? Who- they weren't, they weren't going to flee the Premier League. They were still going to play in the Premier League. Yeah, but why? Why are they teams that have been prominent in the Premier League and La Liga and League One for the past however many years, Basically why, are, why are they years. saying, oh, I want to go make my own league that plays in the middle of the week and you have to work your Premier League schedule around us and all of these tournaments around us? It, it doesn't. It's not fair to the organizations themselves. Who And also, who are these teams to say we're the best teams to be in this league? They make the most money. It, yes, but that should not be the driving factor. I would love to see, if you ask any Arsenal it's a business. Fan, and it's a business. People that don't watch soccer, die, soccer fans are the most diehard fans Ever you root for one for European soccer fans, American soccer fans are different for the most part. European soccer fans are the most diehard fans you could ever find of any sport. They stick with their fan. If you were to ask an Arsenal fan if they if they would rather see Arsenal play Real Madrid every other week or Everton, who is another Premier League. Okay, they're gonna they're say, gonna Everton, say Everton, because Everton. Why? Because it's the love of the game and it's the rivalries and it's the advancements that they get with all of these games. It's not about oh well you make the most money let me throw you in this. I'm yes, not, I'm not talking games. about this from from a fan's aspect. I'm ta- like you're basically saying yeah, who that who drives the force of these games? I, I understand that. What I'm saying you're basically saying that those teams have no right to do this. No, they have every right in the book. They are owned by these guys. But I also think that the EPL and the Barclays, which the, the owner of a, right. the Premier League, they have every right to say. You aren't. Well, I also don't know if Barclays really came out and said that they aren't going to be allowed in the leagues. So the only ones that I know is that UEFA and FIFA said that they aren't, which they have every right to do so. No, they don't. That's that's that just shows the greed on their part. And and this is the problem with world soccer. Like um, we don't we here in America don't see this because we're not really a part of it. Yeah. It is an incredibly dirty and grimy world. Yeah. And that's where I have a problem it is with anybody all telling about who has the most money. Correct. And that's where I have a problem with those those leagues telling these teams you can't form your own league. They still want to play in Champions League. They still want to play in Premier League, La Liga, League One. They still want to play in that. They're saying we want a way to make more money for ourselves. They had a TV contract ready to go. What do they need more money for? Really? So you're going to tell someone that has a lot of money that they can't make more money? Wouldn't you want if you had a, a load of money? Wouldn't you want to make more money? Yeah, Don't you I, always want to make more I money? I want to make more Who money. W- but th- th- that's where the greed comes in. It's also the greed of the owners. This whole thing was based upon greed. It's like, oh, we make the most money. Let's take our money, put it all together, and distribute all this wealth amongst us, and nobody else gets to have that. You understand that other teams, okay, but that's the point. Other teams that's get revenue built sharing. off of the wealth of those teams. Yeah, and that's why those. If you're if you if you owned the Yankees, yes. wouldn't you hate that every single fucking year? You have to turn around and give a bunch of money to a small market team. Wouldn't that piss you off? And that's what isn't that what happens in the MLB? The, the money is shared. That's like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm saying Yankees, that's all sports. Yankees have and more that's what money these than teams every other team. They're saying we don't want to have to give all of our money to these smaller teams. So we're going to go and make a league 
So where we don't have to do that, and we're going to make a ton of money, and then we don't have to worry so, about losing so money to bigger, other teams. These bigger year. clubs are are already having the most money and have the best chance of signing the best players. You're going to give them more money to give them even bigger chance to sign the best players, and you're killing all of those leagues. You are giving teams like Everton, like West Ham, no chance to move up because they aren't making as much money as they were before. And Liverpool can say, hey, we want to sign you, and West Ham and Everton and all of those other teams have no chance of signing those players because they just don't have enough money. What is the point in making fifty million more dollars a year based on a team? I get it. Do you think it's only fifty million? No, it'll be a lot more. Do you know what? Did you see the TV contract they had? What is the point in that? It comes down to the fact of I love soccer. Why are we gonna kill the game and the love and the history of these game, these this game and these teams over money? It's bullshit. And I get you say it's bullshit that these sanctioned owners of these divisions, UEFA and FIFA, are telling them no, but it's bullshit that these teams even want to do this to begin with. I get it. I'm sorry. We're going to go. We're not going to agree on this, and that's fine. But my point is strictly that telling teams that they, they shouldn't be allowed to make money off their own name is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I understand what you're saying. I get you're saying, you know, it's for the love of the game, the integrity, the historic rivalries, and all. I understand that part. And I understand why fans might be upset. But if you told me, are you telling me that if every four weeks you got to see El Clasico, El Clasico, yeah, yeah, El Clasico, that wouldn't. I would love it, and that's you why would like I to said, see that more. That's why Man, I said Man, five percent. If you got to see a Manchester derby every couple weeks, wouldn't that be great? Yes, but I also want to see Manchester United play against Everton. I also want to see. They still would be. Yes, they'd be in the they, Premier League. But there's no. They're not making as much money in the Premier League as they are in the Super League. So they're not going to start. De Gea is not going to start. How, We're not. Gonna, how can you? Why? Because why are they going to risk their players being out? Of the Super League, which is making them way more money than the Premier League, is to play in a stupid Premier League game that means no... They can't get... Who cares if they get relegated at that point? Who cares? Because they're not making... They're making the most of their money in the Super League. Right, but there's if they're not making as much money in the Premier League, they're still going to have to pay out Premier League um, dues. Contracts. No, I'm talking about oh, dues, dues by paying money to the other teams. That's still a thing that goes on. Who cares? Who cares? The owners? Yeah, oh, but they're paying minimal dollars, dude. They're not paying half of their annual salary for and to pay I out to say, players and, to and pay if the, you the, think, the Barclays for the. If EPL. you think the English players wouldn't still play in the Premier League, you're crazy. No, I'm not saying they're not. See, we're not going to agree on this, and, and that's this fine. So I understand I, where I, you're coming from. I, I do want to break away from the argument of this aspect and try to explain it to the people that might be listening right now. So, the the basics are so say that the twelve and I tried to do this for. NFL, MLB, and it just didn't work as well as this. Say that say that the top 12 wealthiest football teams, college football teams, went out and said, hey, we're going to make our own conference. And yeah, that sounds great because you're getting great games out of the conference, but nobody's going to watch any other conference games. So the top 12... That's not true. The top 12 for anybody is listening is it's Texas, Georgia, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, Auburn, Oklahoma, Alabama... Nebraska, LSU, and Tennessee. And then Wisconsin's 13, Florida's 14. So we'll just go off of that. But it would drive money away from every other conference as well. And then it's the same thing. Players, prospects are only going to want to go to those colleges. That's not true. I 100% disagree. How can you say that? First of all, that's a bad analogy because players in college don't get paid. So the, yeah, the money aspect... talking about the division. The, the it, it doesn't itself. matter. We see plenty of number one overall picks... James Wiseman was going to be the number one overall pick last year. He went to Memphis. 
Who cares? That's irrelevant. I, I disagree with you on that, like, 100%. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but, like, as far as players go, like, I, honestly I disagree with you, you with that. You like, like, I like the idea, 5% of me. You, you actually I'm 50, like 50. this idea. Wow. Because I want to see the best teams play the best well, Who's saying that they're the best? Um, are those not the most popular and prep popular, franchises? Popular, wealthy. Those who, is, who is saying okay, that they're the best? Even when the Lakers are bad, even when the Lakers and the Cowboys, they're and not the best. The Steelers, when they're bad, they still get better ratings and still more people tune into those games than anybody. The Cowboys won what four games last year, and how many Cowboys games? Did I understand you watch that they're turning year? into that, but who who are you and who is anybody to say that those are the best teams? Because they're not. They not Arsenal the most... Arsenal is not even in the Europa League this year. Arsenal is like thirteenth in the Premier League. Liverpool didn't win. Its and first... guess what? And guess what? You know how many Arsenal fans are still tuning into those games? You know how many fans? Yes, are... because they're diehard. That's the, that we're not talking about the ratings. I'm talking about the best. If the the Cowboys are not a top twelve team in the NFL right now. No, but you know what? But, People still okay, want to watch that. You're them. saying that these 12... Oh, you just said, Though, and I've heard a bunch of point. reporters say that these are the best. They're freaking not. Would you want to watch the Cowboys play the Jaguars every week? Or would you want to watch the Cowboys play the Patriots every week? Even if That's they were bad. That's such a bad game. No, it's, it doesn't matter if it's a bad game. You're going to want to watch it because those are the popular teams to watch. They're popular. They're exactly. not the best. That's the point. You just said That's best. That's the point of the league. You no, it's not about said best. Be- you just said best. They're the best Arsenal as far as popularity. The sh- or the Champions League. They didn't make Europa League. They're like 13th in the Premier League. Liverpool just won their first Premier League title what, a year last year. Manchester City was in the third tier of the British you're Premier take, League you're thinking in about 1999. This. You're, you're way too deep on this. Manchester United has not been good since Sir Alex Ferguson left. It's not... Everybody has said, oh, it's about who's the best. They're not the best. That's not the point. You just said okay, it. Maybe I misspoke then. The point is, it's about the popularity of those teams. That's why those teams want to do this. It's not about whether the fact that they're the best teams in the world right now. And it's you know literally what? all about greed. I don't want to hear anything else. It's it's greed amongst these teams. It's greed amongst the owners. It's and it's been greed for. What so- do you like watching better? Do you do you like it watching? Doesn't matter. Man United? What I like it watching. Does, better. Oh, it, it is. Wait, you're no, a fan. Wait, on, you're a fan. Me, ask me that again. Ask me that again. What do you like watching? Man United when they're playing Chelsea or when they're playing Norwich? Is it a Premier League game that actually matters? Because no, I'm right just now, you. right now, Manchester United is three, three, four, five points behind Manchester City in the standings. So That's yeah, not I the would, point I'm making. Why? Because if Manchester City and Manchester United are playing for absolutely nothing in a Super League, I would much rather watch Manchester United play Leeds United right now in the Premier League. I'm, no, no, no. You're, you're taking this into a vacuum. Or actually, I'm ta- you're taking this out of the vacuum. I'm saying in a vacuum. What do you want to watch? In general. Yeah. There, there are no circumstances behind it? Nope. Everybody's playing. Every per- players are healthy and good? Yep. Then yes, I'd rather watch Manchester United That's play Manchester point. City. But there's no point behind it in the Super League. There's no relegation. There's no... There's no even, promotion. Even there's nothing to it. It's literally all about money and ratings, and it, there's no point in it. What do you think every other league in the world is about? It's about yes, but there no no team no team. The Jaguars they get compensated with the number one pick for doing the worst. There's nothing like that in the Premier League and the Europa League and, and or any of these European leagues. Nothing. They get relegated and promoted for these things. In the Super League, there's none of that. There's no goal for getting first. There's extra money. That's it. That's it. There's no other, there's no outside goal and a trophy. Who cares? A Premier League title to me means a lot, a hell of a lot more than a Super League title. I'll tell you that. I 
rather watch the Super League. You'd rather watch it, right? Yes, you'd rather watch a Super League game. But if I'm watching, if I'm choosing between a Manchester United right now, four points behind Manchester City, against hell Southampton, I would rather watch that. You know than, what? That you know, Super okay. League game of Manchester United versus Real Madrid, any of those teams, because those games would mean you know why nothing. the Super League. You know why the Super League would help. Why? You know what it would do? It would get more Americans interested in freaking soccer. You know why? Yeah, but because, it's not because real when they soccer. turn into a, because when they turn into a Premier League game, they got to watch Chelsea play some team they've never even heard of, the Blackburn Rovers. They play some random team that nobody knows, and they get disinterested in the game because Chelsea's what? up four nothing. But guess what? You know what's great when those Blackburn Rovers beat Chelsea. Great, and guess what? Nobody's watching. No, yes, Amer- still no person, he- I no get notifications person never- every single Good for time you. when a You're team a gets Premier League fan. I'm talking about people that aren't super soccer fans. You know what it would do? It would get more people interested in watching soccer. Then you know what they should watch? You know what you should be advertising for everybody to watch? Champions League soccer. Not Super League soccer. Something that do actually watch. matters. What if the Super League mattered? You, but it, it does. It was a hypothetical thing. You can't say that it doesn't pu- matter. Okay, so you the, don't think the, the Super League was pushing it. to be formed in 2024. We're three years down the line. Yes, they could make it better, but right now, and they're still thinking about making it better. They could come up with a whole new business plan on why this could be good, which they are. That's why all six of the Premier League teams have backed out. But right now, it is not a good idea. If they come up with, well, you know, there's going to be a relegation into the Super League, like the Champions League winner gets to get pushed in every year. Great. But... As of right now, it is not a good idea, and it kills the game of, of we're, soccer. We're, we're, we're moving at 23 on. We're minutes. Done. We need to move on. I'm getting furious right now. We're done. I can't. Oh I, my I, I'm God. so done with you. I'm done. All right, moving on. Mock drafts. Yes. This is what everybody wants to hear. So thank you to those who just skipped over the massive argument where I said the F word like four times. If you want to hear a big argument, just go listen. You don't even have to pay attention to what we're saying, but... That's why I love that topic because it was gonna it was gonna drive some uh, an argument. But I hate you. I really I really hate you. But, uh, all right, fine. Mock all right, are we skipping Welcome pick one in, and two? Uh, one and two. Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. You know yeah, yeah. different. I'm not even. Okay. We're not going to talk about it. Zach Wilson two to the Jets. Trevor Lawrence one to the Jaguars. Book it. That's happening. All right, who do you got at three? I have Justin Fields going to the 49ers. And three. I have Mac Jones. See, and I had Mac Jones until I realized that the 49ers need to go off of. The floor and the ceiling of these players at number three. They haven't expressed, yes, they've expressed interest in Mac Jones, but they haven't said anything of what they are planning on doing outside of Kyle Shanahan really liking Mac Jones. So I said smarter thing to do would be draft fields, which I think they will do. I just look at Mac Jones and I see exactly what Kyle Shanahan likes in a quarterback. Yeah. And that's why I have him there. I think he's going to go three. I think he's risen the most. I think that he has the higher floor compared to Justin Fields, Justin Fields could be a complete bust. Like, he could be Dwayne Haskins. We don't know that for sure. Yeah. I don't think he is, but he could be a complete bust. The 49ers are a Super Bowl contending team. They want the high floor guy. Did you see the report released either late yesterday or early today um, that Justin Fields has, like, epilepsy or yeah, some sort? Yeah, so I did see that. The doctor said that it's something that everyone in his family has, like, grown out of yeah. as they've gotten older and it has never impacted his ability. To yeah, I was just so, wondering if you saw it. Do you think yeah. that's going to play any part in the way no. he falls? And if it does, yeah, that's just ridiculous teams that are looking for some a reason not to draft yeah. a guy. No, I agree. All right, who you got for? Kyle Falcons. Pitts. Okay, Kyle Pitts. We totally agree. It's just giving Matt Future. Ryan another stud pass catcher. Just now, this is a trade-down spot. Yeah, they could easily trade down. So who do you see trading up here? Uh, the Broncos, maybe. See, I, I think the Broncos and the football team yeah. are the two teams to go to or four. Or the Patriots. Um, I, I don't see the Patriots going to four. Realistically, 
the, there's no other teams that could offer a good enough package to move up to four. So, yeah, I mean, th- I think those three teams, the football team, the Broncos, and the Patriots. For me, if I'm the Falcons, I'm not trading my pick. No, I, I, I want I want the Hall of Famer. Like a week ago, I would have said that they w- I would have traded that pick, but now I don't. I don't think so. All right, Bengals at five. What do you got? I have Penny Sewell. Okay, I have Jamar Chase. So, I have Jamar Chase because they have basically said – Joe Burrow wants Jamar Chase. Yeah. That's his guy. Let's go get him. Yeah, but I think that the Bengals, the Bengals for the past couple months have been saying they need to protect Burrow in the trenches. So I think they're going to say, hey, Burrow, we're, we're acknowledging that you want Jamar Chase, but we think in your best interest with keeping you long-term, the longevity of your career, we're going to draft uh, the best offensive tackle we've seen in the past few years and Panay Sol and give you the protection on the line that you truly, truly need. Yeah, I just disagree because I think this is a pretty deep draft at tackle and guard. Yeah. And I think that they're probably going to address that in the second round. Maybe. Jamar Chase, he's your number one receiver on your big board. So I I like him too. I think he has a special connection with Burrow. And if your rookie quarterback says, listen, or your second-year quarterback says, listen, this is my guy, I want him, you kind of got to go get him. Yeah, I mean, and that could very well happen. I didn't exclude that thought when I was putting together my mock draft. For the record, I had Sewell there for a long time, but at this point, now that I've seen the Jamar Chase rumors, I've just that's where I have to put him. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you that Sewell is the smart pick, but sometimes teams make not – this isn't a stupid decision, but it's definitely not the smartest decision. Yeah. So I think that's where they're going to go. Dolphins at six, what do you got? I have Jamar Chase going to the Dolphins. And I have Jalen Waddle. Yeah. So it, it's very clear that taking wide receiver, they're going to give Tua their, their, his trio of wide receiver options with uh, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, and either Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, whichever one that they want. So why do you have Chase over one of the Bama guys? Um, it's it's not by a lot. I just love the athleticism of Jamar Chase. I think he won the best receiver award two years ago yeah. for a reason. I don't think Devontae Smith would have won the Heisman without Jalen Waddle being out. So I'm not buying into the Devontae Smith hype. I do have him at number two in my wide receiver rankings, but I'm not buying into the whole, oh, well, he's a Heisman winner. He automatically needs to be the number one wide receiver. But I, I'm not one of the people that are like, oh, I have my wide receiver eight because that's just dumb. that's just stupid. So I actually have Devontae Smith as my number one receiver. Yeah, and that's perfectly and, fine. And guess what? I have two receivers going off the board before Dema- Devontae Smith. Oh, yeah, okay. I have Jalen Waddle to the Dolphins because oh. Tua in college is the greatest deep ball thrower in college football history. Jalen Waddle is a stud on the outside. He's a stud on the outside. And if you look at the Dolphins – you know, the weapons that they have now, Mike Jasicki, Devontae Parker. Those yeah. are two inside guys in between the numbers, uh, slot almost. They added Will Fuller. They got one guy on the outside. Who's a deep threat, a very good deep threat. Yes, but you know what? Will Fuller ain't always healthy. Yeah. Jalen Waddell, when he was healthy, that was the best wide receiver in college football. Yeah. He was the best one. I think they're going to go with him. I think he's got more pure wide receiver talent than Smith does. I just prefer Smith overall. But I think when you're drafting receiver, yes, you you want the best available. You also want best fit. And I don't think Smith exactly fits what they're looking for there. Yeah. Uh, let's go to seven. Lions, what do you got? I have the Lions trading back. I have the Lions trading back, too. With the New England Patriots. I have the Washington football team. Okay. Um, and I have Trey Lance here. Before, I also have <laughs> Trey Lance here. Before we get into your why you have the football team trading up, I want to 
bring up a rumor that had popped up yesterday in the sports world involving the Patriots. So I'm assuming you saw it. It was the a janitor at the Packers stadium was cleaning a room and saw a folder. I'm, I'm 100% sure that this is not real and in some way this was fabricated, but it was... I think it's a leak. Oh, so I think it's one it. of these fake leaks. Okay. Yeah. It was Patriots and Packers swap firsts, and then Jordan Love goes to the Patriots along with the Packers fourth. Yep. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. So, number one, I think it's a total... The, the Packers... I, I think it's like an absolute... One of those things that they release just to try to like get someone to make a move or to yeah. show their hand. I don't think it's legitimate at all, number one. Number two, if it is legitimate, I don't think it is. But if it's legitimate, I think the Patriots, like, yeah, say yeah. yes on that phone. I liked Jordan Love. I really liked him. He was the most talented of those quarterbacks last year. He just was raw, and he missed a lot of games. I really liked him. And you're also just moving back 14 slots in the draft. Yeah. You're getting a quarterback that's in his second year, and you're moving back 14 slots. If I'm New England and that and that's an actual package, like, yeah, unless you're sold on one of these guys, I, I would do that. So one hundred percent. If something like that is true, are the Packers going to the Patriots on draft night? Are they going now? Are they waiting till the Patriots pick? Because there's a very good option that the, the Patriots could trade up. I feel like a lot of these trades, like they happen before draft night, but they aren't. Agree- but they're like, kind of like it's kind of like, hey, so if this if this happens on draft night, like I'll send, I'll make this deal with you if like your guy doesn't fall yeah. to you or whatever. Because the Packers are sitting there at 29, and it's like, what are they really going to get down there? Yeah. You know, and they clearly need something to help them. So if they could move up to 15, like, they'd probably get a really good player. And based on my mock draft, they'd get a really good player. But yeah, so that's what I think it is. I have the Lions trading with the football team for Trey Lance. I think that. You don't think the football team is content. I think I asked you this last week, but you don't think the football team is content at all with. Fitzpatrick and no. Heineke. Fitzpatrick is like the most overrated player in the NFL. Speaking like, of the football team, Alex Smith retired for a minute, didn't he? Didn't he already retire? It was last week. Or yesterday. No, I feel like he retired like three <laughs> years ago. And, you know, I don't know. I don't want to make jokes at the guy. Like, yeah. when he, he came back. That was incredible. They thought he was never going to walk again. But, I mean, let's be honest. He, yeah. He's been retired for two seasons now. So, why? Why? Do well, you- I think that Trey Lance kind of resembles Cam Newton coming out. Yeah. Ron Rivera really had a lot of success with Cam, and I think Trey can kind of be the better version of Cam, like what Cam was supposed to be. And I just see that they're stuck in quarterback purgatory. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not winning you a division. Like, he's just not. Yeah, he can come in and win you, like, three games in a backup reserve role, but if that's your guy, like, you're going six-win team. Yeah, see, I have the Patriots trading up because – I think Trey Lance could be their guy, and I feel like sitting behind Cam Newton for a year could be great. And might I say, I think Cam Newton is going to be criminally underrated going into this year. I agree. After the bad year he had last year, I think he's I mean, going into his this year. shoulder's going to be healthy. Yeah, like he hasn't had a healthy shoulder in three years. So, I think I think Cam Newton's going to be doing good things with the Patriots, and I think Trey Lance sitting behind him for a year. Eight games, ten games would be great for him. Listen, that's like my dream. I'm the Patriots fan here. I I would love for Trey Lance, and you know I'm the Trey Lance guy. Yeah. Like he's my guy in this draft. If he was to fall or they were to trade up for him, that I would be so happy on draft night. Yeah. But 
I just don't see it happening. Never in the history of Bill Belichick have they traded up in the first round. Yeah. Like, they've never done that. And, and I just, I can't see them getting desperate to move up for a guy that's, you know, played 17, seasons, 17 games in college football. All of the players that they draft are never, like, one-season wonders. Yeah. They always have two to three seasons under their belt. I just don't see it. So, let's go to the Panthers. I have Penny Sewell here. Okay, I have Rashawn Slater. Okay, so we're both thinking the same thing. Yeah. I See, you had Sewell already off the board, so it is yeah. what it is. But it's about protecting Sam Darnold. Yeah. Like, that's what this is about. Uh, Matt Rule has come out and said 100% that he's taking the best player available, which on mine right now would probably be Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, however you rank those two. But I just don't think it's needed. I, I think they're going to get to draft day and say, hey, we really don't. I think they're going to talk to Sam Darnold, and they're going to say, hey, we really don't need a wide receiver right now. Take the offensive tackle. And, and realistically, he's he's not far behind Penesul. He's so good. Rashawn Slater is oh, yeah. so Excellent. so good. Excellent. So I'd be happy if the if Rashawn Slater. I'd be happy if Sewell fell to him. But I I think it's more realistic that Slater falls to them than Sewell. Yeah. So I think we should note that picks seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. I think those are all trade up, trade down spots. Yeah. I think every single one of those teams, like depending on what quarterback is available, because one one of those guys is going to be available at that pick. Yeah. Like at pick seven through 11 those phones are going to be ringing I, I at least one of these teams is moving down we had the lions moving down because i just think that's what's happening but if the panthers broncos cowboys or giants move down not going to be shocked yeah. like at all penny sewell i mean he's the best tackle in the draft that's that's all i have to say protect sam darnold yeah um so the broncos who do you have i have justin fields okay i have mac jones Okay, so he's is that your that's your last quarterback of the five then, right? Yes. Yeah, he's so I and Justin Fields is the last of the five. I I don't think that they're sold on Drew Locke. Nope. I think I just um, I look at him and I'm like, you know what? He might be a solid backup, but yeah. he's not going to be a starter for anybody. And one could make the argument that they need cornerback, but I'm going to make the argument that they don't. They have Ronald Darby, they have Kyle Fuller, and I'm going to say that the new GM George Patton, Peyton Patton, one of the two, Patton, I think, is going to come in and he's going to do what. John Elway never did. He's going to give the Broncos a quarterback that isn't named Drew Locke. Well, no. he. John Elway got Peyton Manning. I mean. Okay. Well, look, he just. Look, it's it's the biggest crapshoot of a position that you could. He could draft Justin Fields or Mac Jones. They could both be busts. Yeah. You never know. Like, it is. If you look the last, like, 15 years, drafting a quarterback in the first round is like 50-50. Yeah. Like, you're flipping a coin and hoping to God swearing on your mother's grave that the guy turns out to be good. Yeah. Most of the time they don't. It's so, you know, the Broncos, I think they're going to take a shot. Maybe they don't. I, I don't think that they would go corner if they don't go quarterback here. I think, I think they'd they probably would, go I think like they would go Micah Parsons if they don't go quarterback. Yeah, here. Micah Parsons seems like the pick if it's not quarterback. Yeah. Um I just think it's going to be Justin Fields or you you've got Mac Jones. It's going to be I Are you are you really low on Mac Jones? I am. I so why are you so low on him? Because, because I, don't I don't think teams are as low as I am on him. Um, oh, I thought I was pre-preparing for your question to be something completely different. My bad. Why am I low on him? I I just don't see. I talked to you yesterday, and I don't want to get into the nitty gritty on why I don't like him. I just don't. I don't think he is everything that everyone is wrapping him up to be. That's fair. I mean, that's. You know, it, it's fair. I, j- I look at him and I'm like, 
he's going to be solid. Like, he's a smart kid. He has a good arm. He, you know, reads defenses pretty well. I know you went and you looked at some film and you're like, ah. Yeah, there were, he there forced are, this ball to Devontae Smith instead of, of throwing to Waddle. where he is going, I'm going to throw the ball and try to force it on Devontae Smith to give myself a highlight pass. And I'm missing Jalen Waddle 15 yards open on any DB down the side of the field. Because yeah, well, you know what? They didn't lose a game last year, and just so saying. I don't want to hear that. That's, I got it. I got I, you. So whatever. All right. Uh, what are we on? The Cowboys at 10? Yes. Uh, I think we both agree here. I Patrick think it's Sertain. Patrick Sertain. Yeah. Who's not the best corner in this draft, but yeah, Cowboys I, you, fans would be irate if they did not take Patrick yeah, Sertain. I, every Cowboys fan I see on TV is screaming, we want Patrick Sertain. That's the pick. Jerry's going to pick him. Yeah. I, we already know that. All right, uh, Giants at 11. Jalen Waddle. Oh, okay. So all the Giants fans I know are screaming at you right now because they do not want a receiver. I they get want, it. They want Elijah Vera Tucker. Like, well, they probably want Rashawn Slater. But yes. And they definitely want Elijah Vera Tucker. Like Dave Gettleman, is, he prefers bigger guys with his receivers. But the speed of Waddle is too much to pass up on, I feel like, in my opinion. And Darius Slayton is just not it. For the Giants. Yeah, but they still have Sterling Shepard, who I really like. Yeah, when he's a fine, slot guy, I like him. If Slater is off the board here, which I have him off the board, I think the easy pick is one of the top three receivers. Um, So if Slater's there, I would have had the Giants taking Slater. But they also don't really need a tackle. That's why I went with Elijah Vera Tucker. Move him. He's a guard. That, that's fine. That's fine. I just I don't I, think that they're going to go receiver. I. That's a lot of weapons that they don't need. I mean, you have Kenny Galladay. You have Sterling Shepard. You have Darius Slayton. They added John Ross. You have Evan Ingram. You have Saquon Barkley. You have Daniel Jones. I think that that's enough for Daniel Jones to the point where you need to be able to protect him and to be able to run the football. I just I don't see where throwing Jalen Waddle into that mix like makes them any better. I think it's more of the future. Because... John okay, Ross but if you can't, the, John Ross, Darius Slayton, they're not the future of the Giants. Jalen Waddle could easily be the future. Um, of the why Giants. do you need four receivers on that team? You got yeah, but you got Kenny Galladay and you got Saquon Barkley. Those are two top what fifteen players at their position, uh, maybe twenty. Kenny Galladay is probably a top twenty receiver. Saquon, Saquon Barkley is a, a top, top six. Yeah, you know, like those are studs at their position. Sterling Shepard is a top forty receiver in the league. Like he's really good. See, I just I Evan Ingram is a as much as we know how bad his hands can be sometimes, hands. but he's a really good player. Like you need to protect your quarterback at some point. Yeah. They went offensive tackle last year. I think they need to go guard, sure up the line because if the line is healthy and they can block, like I don't know how many times I watched the games last year and Daniel Jones is running for his life right after he gets the ball. I mean, it's terrible. I, I don't think a single Eagle or Giants fan agrees with you on that pick. I think that they desperately want offensive line. Look, out. have the Giants ever really done what the Giants fans really want them to do? I think the Giants <laughs> fans wanted them to take Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but what about Daniel Jones? Yeah, but nobody agreed with that pick. I, just Dave, say it. I'm just Dave Gettleman is still like <laughs> every time I think about Dave Gettleman, all I could think of is the uh the gridiron heights where Belichick hacks the uh, the draft yeah. and like Gettleman's on the board and he's like, it's making me draft Daniel Jones again. And I, every time I see that, I'm like, that w- that's probably his worst nightmare. Like, honest to God, you know having to funny, pick though? Daniel Jones that high. I saw an article on, I don't, it might've been Twitter somewhere um, where somebody redid that draft class 
And the Giants still took Daniel Jones right, in that draft Right, because class. Like, they needed a quarterback. Yeah. And he still ends up being like a top three quarterback in that class. Yeah. Um, like, they didn't take Dwayne... Ha- Guess what? Everybody was screaming at them because they took Daniel Jones, but they all wanted to take Dwayne Haskins. How good is Dwayne Haskins right now? Like, the worst quarterback in the league. So, to all the people that hate on Daniel Jones, um, you know what? You're the ones that wanted him to take Dwayne Haskins. And guess who got that one wrong? All of you. So the Eagles. I do want this Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... How many Eagles... How, how many receivers are the Eagles going to take in the first round? Like... I, who do you have? <laughs> I have Micah Parsons. Oh, okay. I, I, like, take, take the best player available... That's not a pass catcher for you to screw up. <laughs> they have screwed up every receiver pick. Speaking of, can we? Can I? There was a report today that the yeah. Eagles are there's still a competition <laughs> at the quarterback no, spot. No. Did you see? And they, they, they they tested prospects yes, by playing like rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. Like what is that? That that's how you test their competitiveness. That's what the article said. That yeah. is terrible. I like, I feel so bad for anybody that goes to the Eagles. Like that's like. There was a report like ten years ago. I remember when, like, you know, being gay was a big was a big deal at that yeah. point. And I remember some of the teams were asking players if it made them feel if it would make them feel uncomfortable if there was a gay person on their team. That really? like That's playing so rock paper scissors is in the same boat as that. Yeah, that is just ridiculous. Like trying and okay, it's maybe it's not the same boat, but it's pretty oh, bad. It's like, definitely what, not the same boat. What are you boat. trying to prove there? What like, what are you proving with that? That is these yeah. teams that do crap like this. That is pathetic. Well, it's all like, Sirianni. It's all him. He's the whole reason that this is happening. I don't know. It was Jeffrey his idea. Lurie and Howie Roseman are kind of stupid. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like they haven't nailed a pick in a while. They haven't nailed a pick in a while. I, I, give me Micah Parsons. Yeah, that guy's fine. like a sure thing that, to me. I, I think he's like okay. one of. There's like seven sure guys in this draft. I think. I think he's one of them. Yeah, I, I agree. I uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to take No, I don't think they are either. But, well, uh, I actually do think they will. I, I think maybe they'll make a smart decision. No. A, a, cor- a, a wide receiver to me is the same as the Giants. Like, well, it's not the same as the Giants, but the Eagles are going to screw them up. Just stop taking receivers. Eagles like, and they just smart need to do, stop doing it. Eagles and Smart do not belong in the same sentence. I know they don't. But um, you, you know, know who is smart, though? The Chargers with the pick that I have of making. Christian yeah? Derrissaw. And I have Rashawn Slater, so yeah, yeah we're okay. on the same. I have the better guy because yeah. he's just still there for me. Yeah. See, I, Slater's I, not on the board for me. The so. only reason Slater doesn't go to the Giants for me is because I just think that they're going to go inside. So I have yeah. him going to the to the Chargers, even though I think the Chargers could go a diff- couple different ways yeah. with that pick. But that one seems to be the easy one for me. We don't have to spend a lot of time. No, on that. Vikings. What do you got? I have Jalen Phillips, and I have his teammate Greg Rousseau. Yeah, like. I think they're going pass rush. I don't think it's a question. Well, they went four or five, four or five straight games last year without a sack from a defensive lineman. Um, and I mean Jalen Phillips' tape is comparable to the Bosa brothers, in my opinion. So I think I think I like Phillips. My problem with him is he's got a lot of injury problems. Yeah, I think he's boosted his way up to being the easy number one edge rusher, in my opinion. See, I've had I've had Rousseau as the top guy yeah. my whole time. I haven't changed that yet. He's the he's at he's a specimen. Yeah. When I watch him and what do you have 15 sacks last year? I mean that's that's really impressive. So yeah, I mean he didn't play last year so in 2019 or the year year before. Yeah. yeah he year was before. second in the NCAA in sacks behind only the number 2 pick in Chase Young. So 
Yeah. I just, that's the guy for me. And Phillips, I have no problem with Phillips. He goes pretty quick for me here, too. Yeah. All right. Patriots, what do you got? Well, I have the Lions. Oh, you have the Lions. Okay, so you have the Lions. So what's your pick here? Um, I have the Lions taking J.C. Horn. Really? Yes. They just took Jeff Okuda. I I still think they, they're going to boost that defense. Okay. All right. And well, I, I think have... They're, I think they're only doing it because the number two corner is still on the board. Okay. Um, I I have New England taking Devontae Smith. Okay. Fair. Yeah. So I think that he's going to fall a little bit. Yeah. And... I think New England's not going to go quarterback in this first round, obviously, because they're all gone now. Yeah. I think Belichick is going to lean on Saban and say, who's your guy? And he's going to fix his receipt. Look, he screwed up taking Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Like, he screwed up. Devontae Smith just won the Heisman. Yeah. He's my number one receiver. I See, I think that Nikhil Harry screw up is really going to haunt him, and that's why he's not going to go receiver in the first round. Yeah, but Nikhil Harry, there's a big difference between him and Smith. Yeah. And I think they're going to look at Devontae Smith and go, wow, this guy is like the smartest receiver in the draft. They like players like that. He's inside, he's outside, can run all the gadget stuff. I, I think he's like a really good Patriot fit. So that's what I've got. And you have J.C. Horn off the board. Right now. He's He goes to the Lions. That's Correct. what you have. Yes. Okay, so 16, the Cardinals, who do you have? I've been taking Micah Parsons. Really? Yes. Um, okay. Explain so yourself. I think they're going to beef their defense up. This pick is easily defense for me. Um, yeah, no question. Uh, the, but just for the record, I have J.C. Horn. I have the corner. Yeah. So. Um, the top two cornerbacks fall off the board, and like it could easily fall to where J.C. Horn falls to the Cardinals, which would be great for them. But in mind of what I think they're going to do, he just doesn't fall. So why not take the best linebacker in this draft who happened to fall to you at 16 and Beef your defense up even more. Um, I actually thought about having the Cardinals trade up. Yeah, I don't see them doing that because they made they did make a lot of like touch not touchy but like big moves in the off season. So why not cap that off with another big move in the draft? But I just couldn't only see myself doing that. And only because that. I think the guy that. I think the position that they want is going to be there at that point. Unless they, like, are in love with Patrick Sertain. Yeah. I just – I don't see them making a big splashy move to move up right yeah. now. So, I think it's going to be Horn. I Horn is my top corner. You he, you agree with me? I look at him on tape, and I'm like, wow, this guy is just a tackling machine. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense that it's going to be defense, and I think it's – I think Parsons is long gone at this point. Yeah, so. and he very well could be. Um, I do think that the maturity issues are going to get to him a little bit, though. There was that thing in the Penn State locker room with hazing, which you and I agree that it might not be the biggest deal to us. Which right, it, but it again, is to an extent. But again, but here we go. We have NFL teams, you know, playing rock paper scissors. Yeah. So when you have a hazing issue, they're obviously going to look at that because yeah. that definitely determines whether or not you can play football or not. So I do think that's gonna that's gonna hurt him a little bit, and that's why I have him falling because I told you what two three weeks ago that the Eagles surefire pick was Micah Parsons. But I, I, think, I think I think when the Eagles were picking at six, you had them taking Micah Parsons. I did, but then everything has fallen to where they're picking later, and now maturity issues, and we're getting closer to the drafts. So we actually have to look into those things. So I, that's why I have Parsons falling. This whole he's not he is worthy of a top twelve pick easily. Oh, I but think I, he's worthy of a top seven pick. Yeah. Like I said, he's one. I think there's seven sure things in this draft. I think he's one of them. Like no question. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. Yeah, it's fine with me. 
Okay, so the Raiders. Who do you have the Raiders taking? All I right. have a feeling I know who it is, but I've really gone back and forth with this. I'm I'm gonna stick with Trayvon Moyrig, safety out of TCU. Mm-hmm. I I think it should be offensive line, but the division that they play in, secondary is so important. I just I can't pass up. Like he's the best player on the board right now for me. Even though I have Christian Derisaw as literally that's the next pick off the board, I just think that. He's so good at what he does when at, at this point in the draft, like it's about taking who the best available player is. And I think he's better at what he does than Derisaw is. So I have Elijah Tucker. Okay. I just think that the ability to slide along the line and play guard, play tackle is way too important. And they need something for that offensive line. Granted, yes, they do need a safety, but I feel like this is one step at a time for the Raiders. Yeah. So. Like I just think that they have so many needs that, I would rather them take the best available player. Yeah, that's fair. But my best available is different than your right, best right. available. Right, right. And that's, so. yeah. I, so, their team is such a mess. Yeah, it's desolated. Like, and that's why I don't have them going line, because it's like they need four offensive line positions, basically. Yeah. I, I can't even fix that with one pick. You know, it's not like it's not like the Panthers where they take Penny Sewell, and it's like, yep, they fixed their line. Like, they added their left tackle, and they're good to go. Like, they need a center, a left tackle, a right tackle. Yeah. I just the it has so many holes that using a first round pick on that guy is I don't even see the point in that. Yeah, I would much rather just have the safety that might be an All Pro at some point. Yeah, um, the Dolphins. So I have Christian Derisaw offensive have tackle for V Tech. Aziz Ojolari. Oh, you're going pass rush. Which yes. which if I if if he was gone, I was going to go pass rush. I just think that they need to really make a point to add one guy to that line so it's a little better for Tua. They already went receiver. Might as well beef up the line. That make that's what made sense to no, me. I'm perfectly fine with that. I, either or, um, I don't really think we need to talk about that much. The football team, though, like this is an important one. You have the football team traded up, right? Yes, uh, they traded they with, traded up with the Lions, yep. and I have the Lions taking uh, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. So I have the football team taking Jeremiah. So Owusu-Koromoa. okay, so we have the same guy at the same point. Yes. Um, and the football team doesn't need defense. And I, I think that which, their linebacking core, though, they could use an upgrade yes, there. That's like, why, it's not phenomenal. That's why this was – it was a somewhat difficult pick, but then I thought about it, and it, it's really not – he because he's lined up at the linebacker, he is lined up at the safety, and he's lined up at slot corner. So the versatility that he has is sought after hard in this league in the defensive position. Like – why do you think Jamal Adams was such a high-caliber free agent? Because he could play the safety, he could play sub-linebacker, all that stuff. So I think this is an easy defensive pick when their defense is already really good. And the tackles that were on the board at this point really didn't intrigue me enough to see them taking them. I don't, I don't think that they're better than what he does. No. Yeah. Like As much as I think that linebacker is kind of a plug-and-play position, I think that sometimes there's a premium on linebacker. And I really like versatile guys. I think Ron Rivera likes versatile oh, guys. Yeah. I think he's looking for that guy. Well, he could easily fill the shoes. Oh, I'm of sorry. I'm talking s- about the Lions. Oh, you're oh, talking oh, about oh. football team, but I'm talking about the Lions also. Um, and for the Lions, I think he's he's best available player. Well, and with, it, yeah, it fills a hole on their defense that they have massively. But again, like Ron Rivera is looking for a versatile player. Yeah, and I think that that's what he is. And I mean, Coromoa could easily fill the shoes of what used to be Luke Keekley for Ron Rivera. Yeah, 100%. So, I think that's an easy, easy pick. All right, Bears, what do you have? Oh, now, this pick, I 
stressed over and stressed over and stressed over because they need so much. Um, I'm not I'm not happy with the pick that I gave them, but I wasn't happy with any pick that I could have given them at this point. So I gave them Greg Newsom. Okay, you want Greg Newsom? Yes, because they right. need the depth in the secondary, and they can take a corner or a quarterback. Sorry, like Davis Mills next round, round three. Yes, they need a quarterback desperately. Andy Dalton is not the answer, but they can handle that later in the draft and hope that that quarterback works out. Okay, so I went Jalen Phillips here. He's okay. my number two pass rush. Yep. I think that they need to put a guy next to Khalil Mack. Like, the only way they're going to win any games this year is with defense. The problem is their defense, like, has, like, five good players, but they all play different positions. They need to, like, beef up a secondary position. And the best way that they're going to get pass rush is to take some of that pressure off Khalil Mack. So I'm going with Phillips. You know, he's got injury problems, but yeah. I still think he's probably the best available guy at this point for them. Now, if they took Newsom, I'm good with that too. I really like that pick. Yeah. But I I would much rather have pass rush for them, especially in that division. I mean, you got to deal with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and like I said, there's so much that they need that it's – it's very difficult to choose and pick out what they do in this draft. So, um, the Colts. Yeah, what do you have? I I'm have, interested on this uh, one. Tevin Jenkins. Okay, I have Jalen Mayfield. So, we're on the we're on the same page again. We're going tackle. Yeah, Anthony Costanzo retired, so they need to beef up the offensive line. And Tevin Jenkins can play left or right tackle. Yeah. So, the versatility on the offensive line, I think, is the easy pick for them. Yeah, I, it does, I have Mayfield out of Michigan. I mean... Similar, you know, he's not as versatile as Jenkins is, but, you know, that's uh, he's my top guy at tackle, and that's what the Colts need. I, I don't – I think they could – there is an argument that they go corner maybe, but I think that that's less of a need for them. And this draft is so deep at corner that you're going to be able to get a guy in the second round, like no yeah. question. Uh, the Titans. Oh, this was a tough team for me. It wasn't for me. It, it, okay, it was a little bit. It was only between two positions, wide receiver and cornerback. See, I after we did that mock draft last week and we had them trading up for a receiver, I wanted to do that again. Yeah. But I just don't see how they get up that high to get one of those guys. So I went corner. I went Caleb Farley. I am not a Caleb Farley guy. I also went Caleb Farley. Okay. <laughs> Um, Boy, we must really talk about this a lot because we're nailing these picks here. I love Caleb Farley. I know you're not a huge Caleb. Is it the injuries for it's you? It's the though? injuries. Yeah. I, when when you some of these positions, when you start having back problems, like I think he's had two back surgeries already. Like, yeah, something like you, that. You you can't play corner and have two back surgeries. That just to me, that's like dead man walking. See, I think it's a risky pick, and that's why I had the Bears taking Greg Newsom. Because that's not as risky as taking Caleb Farley. But with the Titans cutting Malcolm Butler and Dory Jackson, Farley's the only yeah, answer. Yeah, they, they need take, secondary. Take the risk on the upside of a real... Because he's a really good cornerback. It's the injuries that hold him back. So take the risk, take the, take the good corner, and move on. Or take a wide receiver that could also have a bunch of risk. They need a lot. That's yeah, the see, if, if they go receiver here, I think... So write it... At the Titans pick, actually. I have the Titans, the Steelers, the Saints, and the Packers, and the Browns all as trade-out teams. Yeah. 
Oh, like, trade out. I think those are teams that could trade out of the first round and add picks in the future yeah. or second round picks. Like, I look at them and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can. Like, like I didn't do that with any of them because it's so hard to predict. Team, you know, at this point, it's so hard to project teams that are going to come up from the second round to get one of these guys. So, you know, I, I I didn't like project that, but some of these players, I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, well, he has a problem. You know, he's not a a hundred percent you know, guaranteed player, why wouldn't this team trade down? It's only, what, 10, 15 spots? And yeah. they might still be able to get that guy that they want there. So this I'm kind of more just projecting who's the best available guy and who fits the best at this point. But I have Caleb Farley right here. And then the Jets pick, I have Greg Newsom to the Jets. I have Gregory Rousseau. Um, I only have him falling this far because he didn't play in 2020. And it's the same reason that we, we had talked about when you did. He was a great, great sack. He, he got a lot of sacks for what well, hit in uh, 2019. Like I said, second behind only Chase Young. Um, but I think he falls due to not playing in 2020 after opting out due to COVID to help his parents who were both frontline workers. And I think the Jets see the quality to work with him, to beef him up, to be that second guy with Quinn and Williams. Granted, yeah, and I- it's very unlikely, in my opinion, that he falls this far, but... With how my mock played out and how I think teams are thinking, I think this is it's an easy pick if he's there. I think you're going to see. Well, I mean, look, my mock, Greg Rousseau is the first pass rush off the board. Yeah, and that's at 14. There's there's like four to five pretty good pass rushers in this first round. Yeah, but I don't see them going until you know basically the 20s, other than maybe one of them to the Vikings. So, yeah, I think I think one of those guys is going to be there. I totally agree the Jets pick is going to be defense here. I have Greg Newsom corner, yeah. Northwestern. Their defense was horrendous. Yeah, They need playmakers. Robert Sala or Salah, you know, he needs guys that can make plays for him. I, I like Newsom. Yeah, there's like, an argument to make for a running back, but I think they can establish that in the second round. They better not take a running back there. Like, <laughs> Unless they Najee have so Harris many issues. or Etienne are there are easily above a bunch of other guys, I just don't see this happening. And speaking of Najee Harris, okay, we're on the same page again. I got Najee Harris to the Steelers. Yeah, uh, Rooney, and I don't even like this pick, but I think this is where they're going. Art Rooney made it clear that establishing the ground game again was a big priority because they haven't really had it since Le'Veon Bell left. It's gonna so. be tough to do that without offensive line. Yeah, but offensive. It's I get so scared every single time someone mentions their offensive line. Oh, it's bad. But it's so easy. Now I'm not gonna say easy. It's it's so it's so easy to be able to pick up offensive linemen later in the draft, when you have a quote unquote surefire running back that can. You know what's you know what's downs. also easy to do, to find a running back. Pretty easy though? to find a running back. Yeah, it is. I, are you kidding? Really? You really want to have this debate right now? Come on. Look at all the running backs and pass drafts that are like fourth round picks. It's easy to find a good running back. What do you need a good run? You need a solid running back. Dude, they were last in rushing yards per attempt last year. Do you think that that's the running back's fault? James Conner's pretty good. We had a decent offensive line last year. Yeah, it's called you guys threw it 57 times a game. And he st- James Conner still couldn't break away, break out a big run. They, what do we, I'd say we averaged three yards, maybe. I, that, might, that might even be pushing it. Sorry, my mic fell. But... I, I, I don't think offensive line is the way to go here, seeing as we're running out of, like, 
the offensive linemen that I feel will fall into the first round, except for maybe one. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I think they're going Najee Harris. But, yeah. like, I think they're going Najee Harris just because they think he's the best player available when running back is such a dime a dozen spot that it doesn't make sense to me to take one in the first round. Yeah. Like, uh, Mel Kuyper, like, just does not project running backs in the first round. I completely agree with him. You can find a running back in the sixth round. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's There's... The lifespan on that position is so short. Why are you spending a first-round pick on one? I yeah. don't understand that whatsoever. Um, the Jaguars. Okay, there was a lot of ways to go with this one. I think they have a lot of holes. I'm going to go Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Old Miss. So he's not on your board anymore, but he's still on mine. I have them taking Trevon Morig. So Okay. All right. And, and so I think that there's two spots for him in the first round, Morig, and I think it's the Raiders, and I think it's the Jaguars. Yeah. So I could see the Jags taking him 100% if he's there. I took more because, you know, he's kind of an inside guy. He's got some physicality to him. I like him. I think they're going to need – they're going to just kind of get some more weapons for Trevor. That's – see, I'm at this point right now where some of the other positions on the team – or in the draft just aren't they're not as good as the wide receiver is right now. Like I think I have four more wide or three more wide receivers to go. Wow. Just because they're the position is that good this year. Yeah. Like it's it's that good. The top three guys are incredible. But then the next seven guys are almost just as good. Yeah. I think the depth is what's allowing these teams to not want to take wide receivers in the first round, actually. Yeah, but I think the lack of depth at other positions is is really gonna and actually yeah, I I think the lack of depth is why they're not gonna take wide receivers in the first round because I think there are, there is an obvious choice for the first I think the first round will play out very similar to what you me and a lot of other people have their mocks looking like I don't think there's a way that these wide receivers really slip into the first because it, there's depth like they can take a wide they they can take the risk that oh, the Jaguars aren't taking a wide receiver, they can take the risk that the Ravens are going to take one because there's all this depth at the wide receiver's position. And I, I'm i going to skip ahead for one second. I don't have the Packers taking a wide receiver for that exact oh, same I do. reason. But it's okay, so I still have the Ravens, Saints, and Packers all taking receivers. Yeah. Because I actually feel like those teams need them. Or, or let me, okay, on the Packers instance, I think the Packers fan base is going to pressure, and Aaron Rodgers is going to pressure the front office to take a receiver, but I also think that three of these guys, more I don't have ranked that high, Yeah, but I really like him, and I think that he would be a good fit for what Trevor likes to do. Yeah, That's why I have him climbing a little bit. So when we get to my Ravens, Saints, and Packers picks, I will, I have notes as to why I don't see them taking wide receiver okay. and why they take these other positions. All right, well, let's do the Browns first. Okay, Um, realistically, this is probably a trade back. Yeah, I, I, th- I think they're trading out. I don't see them making a pick here. But I didn't want to do that. Like, last week, I didn't want to trade into the second round because it, for purposes of a, of a one-round mock draft, I've been taking Christian Barmore okay. to help the D-line even more, even after signing Clowney and releasing Sheldon Richardson, who was their defensive lineman last so, year. So, I was going to go pass rush still, Yeah, but I changed it the last minute. I'm going Jamin Davis here. I'm really falling in love with this kid. Yeah. I think he's got to go in the first round. His athleticism at the linebacker position, out of, out of Kentucky, I didn't even say that. 
Um, I think he's a really good fit for the Browns. Athleticism, sideline to sideline in that division with Lamar Jackson, where you got to be able to cover a quarterback yeah. that can run. I, I think that would be a really big move. The other one, I also had Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa, posted there also, but I'm going to go with Davis over him instead just because I like Davis a little bit more. Yeah, the Ravens. So I know you said wide receiver, so I wanna, I'll want i go first here. I've been taking Pay. After losing Yannick and Gakwe and Matthew yeah, that, Judon, this is a prime spot for Pay, who could fall due to lack of sacks last year, but I don't see that as a big, a big thing or a big deal to teams, so... I think this is a much easier pick than taking a wide receiver due to the depth at the position, like I had said before. I just think that they're in one of those years where they need to show that Lamar Jackson can throw. Yeah. And they haven't been able to get a receiver in free agency. They're going to look at... I have Terrace Marshall. Yeah, that's fine. That's my guy. He's my fourth wide receiver of the rankings. Hmm. I think they're going to look at him and go, we have Hollywood Brown. He's the speedster gadget burner guy. We need a big target for our quarterback. Marshall is that guy. I really like him. I agree with you on the pass rush. I agree with you on that. I just think that some of these teams are going to look at the wide receiver position and go, we really need to add this now and not wait. Like pass rush, you can get pass rush a lot of different ways. Like, the Ravens blitz. They're one of the highest blitzing teams in the league. So having dominant pass rushers isn't exactly the most important thing for them. I, I think that putting a receiver around Lamar is something that they've kind of failed to do, and I think the franchise or the fan base is screaming for it. I think the scouts and the coaches are screaming for it, and I, I think that's why they're going to go that way. And granted, I said, this is another trade-out team. Yeah. I think that they could trade out because they probably can get the same kind of level of player in the second round as they're getting right now. I just think that if if I were a Ravens fan, I would be disappointed taking a wide receiver over these, uh, I don't want to say elite, but very, very good pass rushers. I just don't think a wide receiver is 100% what they need in the first round. Like I said, they could go out and potentially get like a Rondale Moore in the second round or... Even. See, yeah, but see, I don't think Rondale Moore fits them. Because yeah, but they, I, that was just an example. He, okay, uh, I, any right. wide receiver that is big in the second round, um, it just doesn't look they could. And I wouldn't be, I, I, me personally, I wouldn't be bad. But as a Ravens fan, I would be a little bit sad if they passed up on a, a, an edge rusher and took a wide receiver. I just think that you can get pass rush a lot of different ways. And as a team that blitzes a lot, like that's why they were fine letting Yannick Ngakwe and Matt Judon go. They they blitz. They don't, you know, they don't just rush for and hope to get home. They blitz, and that's what they do. Yeah. I just I, I get where you're coming from, and I agree with you. I agree with you. I just that's not how I feel. I feel like they're a receiver team. I have the Saints taking Rashad Bateman. I have the Saints. I don't taking even Jason Awe. Okay. To I, fill the shoes of Trey Hendrickson. I think I look at the Saints, and they're you know they're going in with Jameis. They're going in with Taysom. Yeah. Th- and these two teams are very similar with what they need. Like. They have Michael Thomas, and they got a lot of, eh, yeah. you know? They need someone that can make plays. I like Rashad Bateman. He's kind of the – he's a similar style to Michael Thomas. You know, a lot of inside slant stuff. That's what they run well, you know? They need someone to make plays for them, and 
I think playmaking has become such a major thing for some of these other teams that don't have the top quarterbacks. You know, you need to be explosive. You need to have weapons. And I think that's why we're going to see a lot of receivers. And this this receiver class is super talented. Like, you know, I have the Jags taking Elijah Moore. Well, if they don't take a receiver there, like, their first pick of the second round is going to be a receiver. Yeah. I 100% agree. You know, like, so that's you either take it there or you take it seven to ten picks later. Yeah. And at seven to ten picks later, like, you probably can just go get someone else, you know, that fits your team a little bit better. And Morrig is in a definite – we're jumping back a little bit, but Morrig is in a definite first-rounder, so they could go wide receiver in the first and then take Morrig with their number one pick in the second round. But w- back to the Saints, I think the lack of salary cap means that they need to address these positions that are more important, and I don't think wide receiver is 100% important to them. I think the pass rush is. Trey Hendrickson was huge for them. So I fill, agree. Filling I agree. his shoes, I think they do it now, take a receiver later, and worry about – these small things before they realize that they're still in salary cap hell. And and like you said, you know, they don't have a lot of salary cap. They got to fill positions. Yeah. Trading back. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, I, like we're, I'm going to say it for every team until we get to the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bucks. Like every single one of these teams should probably be picking up their phones and saying, you know what, let's go back to the second round. Let's add another pick. Let's add a pick next year or a fourth or something like that because our depth is kind of crappy at some of these positions. And you know, we don't need to take this position right now. Yeah. We don't need receivers, which I have the receivers in just because I feel like those are the best players available right now. And those teams are going to take the best player available. So so who's your Packers wide receiver? I, I have Kadarius Toney. Okay, I have Jamin Davis. I Okay, I I actually like that. Um, if, I, if he's there for the Packers, I love that pick. I think the loss to the Bucks in the NFC Championship showed that the Packers need an off-ball linebacker. And... Davis has speed and he has range, so I think that's an easy, easy pick for them. And then my last note for the Packers is the wide receiver depth allows them, but I've already said that four times now. I think you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is telling you he wants you to take a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah. I also think the fan base, and I know plenty of Packers fans, he doesn't have enough help. (sighs) Yeah, he's got plenty of help, but, you know, they don't think he does, so. Yeah. Kadarius Toney. I like it. I think that's all we need to say. We've basically said, we're basically be saying the same thing that we already said for the Ravens and the Saints. Right. So the Bills. What do you have? I have Joe Tryon. Ooh, that's that's kind of a reach. Yeah, I think. Um, Well, I have Jason Oway. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we're we're on the same page here, just different players. I think after not winning the JJ Watt race, they need to fill that that pass the pass rusher that they 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 desperately need. Yeah, I, Um, I felt like. The game against the Chiefs really exposed the fact that they couldn't get home. Yeah. They, and they need to get home. Tryon had 12 and a half sacks in 2019 before opting out last year due to COVID. So I'll say this. I chickened out on him. I had him a lot higher a couple weeks ago. Like, I had him to the Saints a while back, and then I've kind of fallen off. I really like him. Yeah. Like, he's a sneaky good, could get into the first round here. Yeah. So I really like that pick by you. And this is a reach, but I think this is a, a good reach for the Bills. They don't, because these next three teams are, uh, I'm not going to say next three because the Chiefs do need a lot, but the Bills and the Bucks to me are the teams of, what do you give a team that doesn't need much? Yeah, I agree. So I think the Bills and my Bucks pick is a reach. I think these two can reach on these players and hope that they can produce as much as they did in college and as much as they look like they can. All right, well, I have Tevin Jenkins to the Chiefs. I have Alex Leatherwood. Okay. I think you're 
I mean, I really like Leatherwood, but I think that that's way too high for him. I listen. I love him just because if your name is Leatherwood, you yeah. automatically should be great at playing offensive line. <laughs> but I think that like we've seen a little bit that he's not actually as good of an offensive lineman as we thought he was when we initially like looked at what he can do. Yeah, I mean we're on the same page though. Yeah, with, I mean I just I still have Tevin Jenkins available, yeah. and that's where I'm going. But I think the Chiefs' pick is definitely an offensive yes. lineman. Like signing Kyle Long does not fix their problems. Kyle Long is an incredibly unreliable player. Yeah, he's constantly hurt. You just don't don't overthink it. Take the tackle that Patrick Mahomes and your team desperately needs. They've rebuilt the interior line about as good as they could. They got Joe Tooney and they got Kyle Long. So focus on the outside. Take a tackle, whether it's. Alex Leatherwood, whether it's Tevin Jenkins, whether it's any of these, Samuel Cosme, I'm pretty sure is on both yeah, of our Yeah, Liam so, Eikenberg yeah, is still available. One of those tackles or trade back. I don't think they should trade back. but if I, I would not trade back if I was them unless they were getting like a top 10 pick in the second round just because by the time that, that another pick would come back, the talent level really – like I really like this draft and I really like the first three rounds of this draft, but there is a major difference in talent between – like picks 40 and 60. Yeah. I think that there's a pretty severe drop off, especially in the tackle like ability. I, like the offensive line ability and just skill really drops off for me, even though it's a pretty deep draft at that position. Um, what do you have for the Bucks? Levi on Wuzurike. All right. So you went D tackle. Yes. I also went D tackle. I'm going Christian Barmore. He's already I think off that my this board, is literally so. a two defensive tackle draft. Yeah. I, I only see like two guys in this draft that are really, really, really high level ability. See, he's already off my board, so that's why I went Levi. If if, if Barmore's there, he's the easy, easy pick. But yeah, uh, Levi and Wuzurike is my spot on take him because it's just like the Bills, like I said. What do you give a team yeah. that has everything? Do they take a running back? Do they take a tackle? Do they take a, a receiver? Which, like I said before, the there's no way it. they can take a receiver. Like, corner, they, they, they that's, that's corner. a risk. They could take the FSU corner. Uh, I see Asante they lo- they Samuel. have good corners. Yeah, and okay, so we're at the end of the first tier. We didn't do a second round mock draft, but I want to ask you about some of your guys in the second round that you really like. So I'm oh, gonna go with mine. Prepared for that's this. that's okay. I I just want to ask like. Kellen Mond, yes. to me, is not a second-rounder. He's probably going to go in, like, the fourth because we've noticed that a lot of quarterbacks don't go in the second round. I think a team like the Bears could take a Mond or they could take a Davis Mills. See, I think I think New England is locked in on Mond. Yeah, but do they take him in the second round? No, I think I think I don't think any quarterbacks are going in oh, the second okay. round. Like, we've seen, like, the quarterbacks go in the first and then nobody touches them again until the fourth round. Like, remember, um, oh, God, the Georgia kid. Um, the Bills took him a couple years ago. Jake Fromm. Remember Jake, Jake Fromm? Fromm State like, Farm, yeah. yeah. Everybody was like, oh, he's probably going to go like end of the first round. Doesn't go in the first round. Okay, well, when's he going to go in the second round? Yeah. Oh, uh, he didn't go in the second round. He's got to go in the third round. And then we get to the fourth round, and he's still sitting there. But then Jake Fromm, I think Jacob Eason, and Jarrett Stidham all go in the fourth round. So I just, I think like Davis Mills, he's the other one. He's kind of an unknown and I think everybody likes him a lot that's seen him, but he's so unknown that he's definitely going to slip. Mond, I think, slips. Um, Kyle Trask, who he's he was my favorite player. He's but falling down my he's, board Yeah, so he's fast. like ninth on my board at this point. Um, like, I have Jamie Newman in front of him now. 
Yeah, my my like I I can go through the positions, then you can go through yours. We can just make this easier. Um, people that I think could go in the first round or the second round: Davis Mills, Kevin Kellamond, uh, Etienne will probably go in the second. All of the receivers that aren't the top three, I don't have going in the first. So those are all round two guys. That's Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Tony, Elijah Moore, Tutu Atwell, and Terrace Marshall. Yeah. Um, all of the offensive tackles that weren't taken in ours, so like a Leatherwood could go to the second, Jalen Mayfield, a Tevin Jenkins could even fall to the second, a Samuel Cosme, edge rushers, you got Joseph Osai, uh, Zayvon Collins could fall, and Carlos Basham. Did you have Aziz Lujawari in the first? Yeah, don't. Okay, so I think he's a second-round guy. Really? Yeah, I, I think he's going to go to the second round. I think he's So what's your edge rankings then? Because mine is I have Phillips, I have Pay, I have o- Ojolari, and then I have... Yeah, see, uh, I Gregor, still have Corey Pay Russo is still on the board there, my for bad. me. My, I have to fix mine over because I did this two two weeks ago, but I have to update mine a little bit. But I feel like there's four edge rushers that are going to go in the first round. So, if I had trade outs, I would have more edge rushers. Yeah, I just I don't. I think teams are going to move up because like Quiddy Pay and Illusioire are still on the board for me. I think that if someone trades up, they're going to get them. Yeah. But I don't see any of these teams picking them in the first round because I don't think it's an actual need for them. But I could see someone moving up to get them. Yeah, and then the only other player I really want to mention for the second round, I really like Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback so out of Florida State. he probably would have been the top corner like if he had played this year, yeah. but he didn't play. Um, I, I think he would have been the top corner. Like, Sertain is really good. Samuel is, like, incredible. Not counting Caleb Farley. Because, like I said, I've said to you so many times, Caleb Farley, outside of the injuries, is my number one corner. Um, but Asante Samuel is my Rondale Moore at the cornerback position. Really? You know how I feel about Rondale Moore. He's, in my opinion, if if I'm if I'm taking a risk on a receiver, I'm taking Rondale Moore. And I don't even think it's a risk. The dude is fast. He can jump. And he's small, though. It's like a Tyreek Hill that can kind of jump, in my opinion. And then Asante Samuel is that for me, but at the corner position. I feel like whoever gets him has has a great corner that will probably be the best corner out of this draft. So I'm trying to do that for each position, by the way. The best p- player that I think out of this draft that realistically isn't the best right now. Like, Zach Wilson is mine for quarterback, but that's going to change because he's the number two prospect, but I've been high on him for so long. But, I mean, those guys are my notable second-rounders. But, well, I mean, what about yourself at each position? I actually, a lot of the guys that you just mentioned are basically the, the same ones that I'm really high on for second-round players. Um, I actually was going to ask you another question. Of all your first-round players, which one do you see as, okay, he's going to go in the first round, and I think he's just an absolute bomb. Like, someone's going to bust him, and he's going to be just awful. Oh, that's a good question. Because every year there's one of these guys, and... I, I, I want to do this segment another day. Like some draft picks that you've had that you were sure that they were going to be just superstars and they absolutely busted. Like I'll say it right now, I thought Johnny Manziel was going to be like a top five quarterback, and we all know how that turned out. And like I'm looking at this first round, Mac Jones. You think it's Mac Jones? Yes. And I think it's Justin Fields. Like Fields to me is either going to be incredible. Or he's going to be an absolute bust. Like, he's going to be Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Like, I really like him. I, I'm on the – like, and I can't even say that because he would probably be my fifth quarterback in the rankings. Like, I think I have Trey Lance third, 
Mac Jones four and Justin Fields five, and I might even put Kellen Mond in front of Justin Fields. Like, see, I have the opposite. I have Fields at three, I or I've Lance at three, Fields at four, Mond and Davis over Mac Jones in my ranking. And then I think I have you just, Kyle. I think you really don't like Mac Jones. I think so as well. Like, I, I don't, I get it. I just think that his floor is incredibly high. Like, I, I don't I, see I, him being I, a bust. If his floor is incredibly high, I think his ceiling is like a foot above his floor. All right, but what if his floor is like, you know, he has Ben Roethlisberger's career? Like, what if that's his floor? Then good for him, and I'm completely wrong about him, but I don't think I will be. I, it, it, And I mean, I think taking a quarterback with that question is very, like, copping out of the question, but there's nobody else that really fits that description for me other than a quarterback. Because for me, the run... I, I have one. Yeah? I do. Jeremiah Uso Koromoa. Oh. He's he's either going to be incredible or just and actually throw Micah Parsons into that one too. Really? I, okay, I so think Mar- you're confusing okay, me because So I think Micah Parsons is a sure thing. Yeah. If he absolutely just tanks and you is awful, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. Because like how many times like there's always three or four guys in the first round that you are just everybody's sold on him. Like remember when Clowney came out, everybody's like Clowney's gonna be the greatest pass rusher in NFL history. Yeah. Yeah, Clowney's a good pass rusher. You know who's even better? Khalil Mack, who was taken four picks later. Yeah. Do you remember like a month, month and a half ago I messaged you saying that Jeremiah Usukormo won't be in my top fifteen and you were kind of shocked? Yeah, I was shocked, but then like we kind of put the boards together more because at that point I still didn't think there was going to be five quarterbacks in the first yeah. 15 picks. Like that's what throws everything off because all those quarterbacks are gone by pick 10. Yeah. Like they're gone. I mean, I've moved up on Koromoa because of the versatility. That's why I don't think he fits that description of, I wouldn't be surprised if he Yeah, busts. but Remember Jabril Peppers. Remember him linebacker safety out of Michigan, like three years ago. Giants have him now. Yeah. Versatile can play all the positions, return punts, all this stuff. He's just an eh player. Yeah. You know? Like he was he got Heisman votes. See, my first round is is like I said earlier, there's there's 40 guys that are like I wouldn't be shocked if they go in the first round. I agree. I um, think it's like 40 that, to 45. After players. that, I think it's a reach for me in the first, but in those in those 40, there's a tier of okay, these guys are surefire and those it's these it's the seven. In my opinion, it's Trevor Lawrence, it's Zach Wilson, it's Kyle Pitts, it's Panay Sewell, it's Jamar Chase. It's um, I, I have Micah Parsons in that group, but like I said, I believe he's a sure thing. If he absolutely flames out of the league, I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah, and then there's and then there's the the second tier of these guys are I obvious. Would say, I would say that Slater is is like yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much a guarantee that he's. A, I'm not a missing guy. some. I'm just trying to like not take a while and on my way through this to try to pinpoint who exactly but and then my second tier is the guys that are like okay these are first round guys but I'm not expecting them to be great but in the middle of those two tiers there are some players where I'm like so there's Devontae Smith there's Jalen Waddle yes, there's Patrick Sertain it's Quiddy Pay Quiddy Pay Micah Parsons yep. it's it's um sorry brain fart Patrick wow Sertain. what a noise that was wow Patrick Sertain is in that tier for me I'm not high on him. It's like even just, even Najee Harris is in that in that. Yeah, Najee Harris is in the, the the tier of. I don't even think he's a surefire first rounder. I just think the Steelers need a running back so bad. Well, he w- he would have a first round grade, but the problem is like that position isn't a first round position. Yeah, 
you know? Like, people don't take specific positions in the first round. You know, you don't take a center in the first round. Yeah. So, it's the same thing with running back. But, like, Najee Harris, if you're looking at him, can you stop bashing your microphone off of your shoulder? Look, I don't know. Oh, my God. It wasn't my shoulder. My, it was my thumb rubbing down the microphone. Look, I'm sorry. My thing won't sit on this stupid desk. It's just been a Your thing? Up. Yeah, my... my it's Mike stands. <laughs> oh my god! I've been doing this too long right now. My teeth are starting to hurt. Too long. Uh, too long. Oh my god! It's what is this like episode seven? No, I'm not about this episode. My teeth are starting to hurt. Oh my the poor god! Poor boy had surgery on his mouth. Boo hoo! Rub some dirt on it. Walk it off. <laughs> like, yeah. For those of you that don't know, he did have uh, some yeah, dental we, work we done. We mentioned it last week. My, I got my wisdom teeth out on Friday. Yeah, he's still being a bitch. I'm about not it. a happy camper, dude. Relax. All right. It's hurt. It hurts. I wouldn't wish this pain on anybody. But also my pain meds are starting to kick in, so that also doesn't really help. But, yeah, it, like I, it's it's those two tiers for me. It's it's the 40 that are like, okay, th- those are like first-rounders. Not for sure, but okay, you're fine if they, those go in the first round. And those are everybody that we've named plus some more. And then there are some players that like are a reach. And, I mean, Najee Harris, in my opinion, is a reach. I think any running back inside yeah, the top yeah, yes. 40 is a reach. Like, even if Etienne goes in the first five picks of the second round, I think that's a reach. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, I think the surefire answer to that question that you asked is, is Mac Jones for me. I don't think there's okay. really another player that I'm like, they're going to be so great or they're going to be so bad. I, I don't see that. I think you're either great right now and you're going to be great or you're you have the opportunity, but nobody's surefire that you're going to be great. Like, I wish I could sit here and bang the drum and say, oh, Kyle Pitts. Like, everybody needs to be on the Kyle Pitts train, but, like, everybody's already on that. You know, like, I feel like three months ago, we weren't talking about Kyle Pitts the way that we are now, but I think everybody's come around to the realization that yeah, you got to take the tight end. And while I understand your Mac Jones concern, mine is Fields, just because I look at him. And, I mean, I'm not going to – by me saying Jones, I'm not saying that Fields is like an obvious choice. Like, I don't think so. I love this quarterback class. Like, I think any of these top nine guys can end up being really, really good. Yeah. At the same time, absolutely hate this quarterback class. Like, it's such a, it's such a gamble to take any one of these guys except for Trevor. Like, you have Trevor, and then every single one of these guys could end up just being awful. Like, they all could be awful. Yeah. And I, I, I think Trevor Lawrence could be awful. I don't I don't want to discredit that thought that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great quarterback. Are you at all concerned about his little interview the other day? Where like I didn't see the interview. Okay, so he did the cover with Sports Illustrated and there was something about like he's not in love with playing football. Oh. Like does that bother you at all? It because does because to you know, me it you know doesn't what that bother reminds me. me of Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Oh, said, yeah, but okay, so you're Andrew Luck, and for 10 years in the NFL, you just don't have any protection and you have your kidneys split open. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to play football either. But, like, it, it brings me back to, like, some of the big guys, like, in the NBA. Every year in the NBA draft, like, there's some center that is like, uh, yeah, I'm not really in love with basketball. Like, yeah. you're seven feet tall, and at 12 years old, somebody hands you a basketball and says, you're seven feet tall. You have to play basketball now. Like, you get nothing but hit all the time. Everybody's counting on you 24-7. Yeah, you probably don't love it. But I'm not concerned about it. But a lot, I saw a lot of people were like, oh, well, that, maybe that makes you think twice about Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely not. I, I'm not I, thinking twice about oh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I'm not Lawrence. thinking twice about him. I think it's a little concerning to me. Not enough to say, oh, maybe he doesn't go with the number one pick. No, he's going with the number one pick. 
My, Can you imagine if he doesn't go number one? Dude, like it, we haven't talked about him basically at all, and nobody, like nobody's talked about that pick whatsoever because he's he's going number one. If the Jaguars, if the do Jags not, don't take him, Jaguars fans are marching to Jacksonville and they're burning what down Jaguars Jacksonville. Fans? <laughs> yeah, true. Robbie Schaefer heads up. <laughs> they're burning the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium to the ground. Forty people, huh? But. But Trevor Lawrence to me, I've always expressed this issue with Trevor Lawrence for me, is is he actually the guy? Everyone's saying he's the guy. Why? What is I understand no, no why is a dumb answer because I'm not even gonna answer that himself, because but what I don't want to talk about yeah, it. And I don't want to either. He's the number one pick. He's going to be the best quarterback out of this draft for now. In the future, maybe not. I think it's Zach Wilson, but do you want to keep going with the draft prospects? You want to kind of save some of this talk for next week when Actually, we do the long podcast? I want to ask Tamara a question. Okay. Um, are we? Can we like post these drafts somewhere? You could probably put them in your notes and then post them on Twitter. Okay. Like yeah. we're gonna post them on our Twitter page if anybody wants to go check out the list themselves. Because like I don't want to read through the list again and just like yeah, like, no, I don't want like, to either. If you want to actually see what our list looks like, we'll post it on our Twitter page. Um, at Highly Undisputed. That's well, either, Highly Undisputed without the E. I think we can post a link to... Uh, oh, nice plug. I like it. I know, right? Andrew Theory H U on Twitter. Um, Screw I off. think we can post a link to either a non-edited or an uneditable Google Doc or like a... Uh, yeah, you can do that, but I think that would be dumb. Yeah, or we could just do like a notes from our phone, screenshot it, and post it on Twitter. That yeah. works too. Okay. Yeah, because I just... I feel like if anybody wants to check these out and like comment on them, yeah. I'd like to hear what people have to say because... I think that this draft, basically after pick eight, it can go any way. Like, yeah. I think there's there's 27 players after pick eight that can go in any order. And now's the time where if, like, I know I stress every week and I do the plugs of my Twitter, but I, now I'm being serious. Now is the time to follow us on Twitter because draft night, we're going to be tweeting a lot. We're going to be... A- we're hoping to be live on YouTube We're going to try night. to figure that out. It's... It's looking a little bit more difficult than we were thinking of. We're still working out. We got a week left. But if you don't have a Twitter, I really suggest getting Twitter for sports stuff because it's very informative. And then follow us because we're going to be posting a lot of, like, if there's a if there's a big reach in the draft or any news comes out within the next week as to why our, our mocks would change, follow us on Twitter. Make a Twitter. Follow us. Follow follow all of these guys. Adam Schefter. All of these guys Definitely on Shefty, um, for sure. But now is the time to do so. If you're listening and you've been like, oh, I'm not going to make a Twitter. I don't need one. Make one. Uh, Twitter is very, very good when it comes to sports. You get stuff. You, you know what my Twitter looks like, right? Yeah, yours is all sports. I, I literally only follow sports yeah. people on Twitter. Like, that's it. Like, I get a lot of news sports-wise just from my Twitter page. Yeah, see, my Twitter is more, it's sports now. It wasn't when I, like, in high school, obviously it wasn't. But now it is because I get most of my stuff from Bleacher Report as well. Oh, Bleacher so, Report. But yes, follow us on Twitter. And and also as far as next week goes, so we are gonna try to be live on Facebook yes. for the draft. Um, but we're gonna be posting we're either gonna do three or four different draft podcasts. Mm-hmm. Everything is gonna be a live reaction that night. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna, gonna start recording, recording for like four hours. We're gonna start recording like two minutes or as soon as the Jaguars go on the clock. We're gonna start recording the podcast. Which that might change because maybe we could talk some some stuff that breaks pre-draft i'd well okay if we get some major trade like 45 minutes before the draft we'll start it sooner and then we'll be posting a podcast that's like the first first pick i think we're gonna do like the first 10 picks and then the second 11 picks and then the last you know whatever first picks and probably the draft gets done on saturday 
probably like Saturday night, we're going to do another podcast just to recap the whole thing. Yeah. And maybe hand out some grades. Just because, like to me, I feel like any of the draft and free agency podcasts are going to be like the biggest things that we're going to talk about. Yeah. And I I really want to spend a lot of time on this. I think that a lot of people like to debate this stuff, especially like my favorite thing is just checking out rankings, honestly. And this is like anytime. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This, no, you've finished your statement. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, anytime, you know, Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay posts a ranking, like, that's the first thing I want to look at. I, I want to see the rankings. And I, so if anybody wants to get involved and talk with us, I would love to have some people come on the podcast also and after the draft and discuss what their team did. So if that's something you'd be interested in doing, get a hold of us, send us an email. I, I've already talked to a couple people about it and they're interested. Yeah. Um, but the best way to, Get a hold of us, which is and now is the time to do it. Email, voicemail, Twitter. Um, I don't believe we have an Instagram anymore. Which screw Instagram. Yeah. That is, but the, we, you. I don't know why you guys made that. We, that was so dumb. We want to hear your guys' rankings, your thoughts on what we say and what the draft plays out to be like. So four minimum, three minimum podcasts next week, maybe four, maybe five, just discussing the entire draft. Tamara just looked at us <laughs> like, "Are you guys freaking kidding me? So, I cannot edit five hours of podcast." Next week, next week should be should be very fun for all of us. I feel like it's gonna be way more than five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be miserable. I, I mean, you know, we can sound like crap. It's fine. Yeah, we already sound like crap. And prefacing our our podcast next week, they're going to be more laid back. You're going to be hearing more about us. There might be some ums like we're gonna try to do our best to make it sound the best but this is also when when the podcasting for four hours when the jaguars screw up the first pick and you hear me in the background screaming and swearing that's a that's a real reaction like you guys are gonna see what i'm like watching these drafts yeah like when the patriots are sitting at 15 and we trade out of the first round for like the 12th time in the last 13 years and i I might just disappear for 15 minutes because I'm not going to be able to handle that. I, I might throw the laptop and the microphone out the window, honestly. Yeah, so I think we've covered pretty much everything so far. Unless you have anything more you really want to talk about. I, I, I'd probably save the NBA stuff that you wanted for Yeah, we can do that another time. Next week. That's fine. Um, well, not, no, we're not... Well, we could no, it's it. not going to be next week. I'm it's going to be the week after. If it gets mixed in between picks and stuff like that. But, guys, like we said, be sure to to follow us on Twitter, make a Twitter, send us some comments on Twitter, send us some emails at highlyundisputed247 at gmail.com. I hate that you're reading this without the little notes. Yeah, I don't have any notes in front of me. I can't read this without the notes. Um, I have to have them. And then our indiv- our Twitter is highlyundisputed without the E, and then our individual Twitters are in the bio. I don't know what Garrett's is. Mine is Andrew3HU. It's like... I think it's Garrett Davis underscore HU. I think it's like G that. Davis underscore HU, something like yeah. that. Probably shouldn't read it off if you don't actually know. What you know it what? <laughs> Look, it's a picture of me at Fenway Park. If if you see a guy that looks like an idiot with red hair at Fenway Park, that's me. And I'm gonna let you do your. Special. I have like ten followers. I'm gonna let you do your special thing. Read off the voicemail number. Okay, so the voicemail number. I'm getting better at this. I haven't messed it up yet today. It's gonna be three one five seven five two. Six zero four two. It's that six. Hey, it's the six it. that gets me every time because I go to say the six and I almost want to say like seven or two or something else. That's what gets me every time. <laughs> but this episode has been real fun, guys. I, I, I love doing this and I'm going to love the upcoming episodes that we have. So I can't wait for this draft. So uh, I'm so excited. It's been fun. Have a good day. <laughs>